welcome back to jersey street's finest episode seven uh big big news first episode back where there's baseball which is lovely to hear we got a bunch of topics to discuss on the episode today we're sorry for the uh for the hiatus i guess again i mean there was nothing really to talk about but now that baseball's back there's gonna be a lot to talk about so uh larkin how you doing I'm doing great. You know, I'm doing even better that baseball's back. Yeah. You know, last week we kind of looked at it. We looked at everything that was going on and we said, what are we even going to talk about? Cause the talks a week ago seemed like they were going nowhere. And um, they really did. I, I, it was disappointing. Cause there was a few nights there where it was like, all right, like, are we going to get a deal? Are we not going to get a deal? And it's just like, you know, I, I'm just glad that we, um, we reached a deal. I'm not thrilled that, um, or actually, let me say this. I've, so things I like about the deal, I'm glad that there's no more runner on second rule. I would have been fine with a runner on first rule. Um, I'm glad that there's obviously the universal DH was something that came out a little bit ago, but still glad that that stuck. And the postseason rules, uh, I'm just glad we didn't go to a 14 team because I would have had a severe issue with that. Um, I'm fine with, I think the discussion for umpire changes needs to be pushed back. Cause I know that that was one thing where they're like, Oh, what are we going to do about the umpire accuracy, man? We've had terrible umps. It's like human error is always going to be human error. Let's push the robot umps down like three or four years. till we have that accuracy really nailed it, down. Honestly too. It's like, I kind of, I like, I, I see the um, benefit of having a robot ump, but a lot of times having a, like a actual person, it brings some, it brings, like, I mean, here's here, the game. Here's it's the fun thing. to watch sometimes. Here's the thing. Umpires aren't supposed to make the game about them. And that's my big problem is that sometimes a lot of umpires make the game about themselves with their calls, with uh, their kind of antics on the field. Like we all love Joe West, but he is the opposite of what an umpire should be doing. Realistically, mm-hmm. you know, bringing, making the attention about him being a crowd source. And I get it. He's been around for like 50 million years and I, you know, he finally retired, but like, you know, I my point still stands that an umpire is just supposed to be the game ruler, not the not the center of the game. And I don't think he's ever been the center, but he's been an attention seeker of sorts. But he is funny. You know, he's a funny guy. Good ump. Well, not as a good ba- ump. And also as bad of an ump as Angel Hernandez is, the amount of shit that he gets is just it's just funny. I still can't believe he's employed. Uh, I don't know if you <laughs> keep up with things like this, but uh, the MLB or not the MLB, but there's a. Um, account on Twitter called umpire scorecards where it kind of yep. goes through. And yeah, that's probably one of my favorite active Twitter accounts relating to baseball. Cause it just, it really nails down why umpiring is such a severe issue. Uh, Cause it, it shows you perfectly why human error in those areas and how far off one person can really make a call in the biggest moments. It, you know, I, I'm a big fan of it. Um, Anyway, let's let's dive into these transactions, man, because we are fresh off the lockout. And obviously, we're, the stove was not scorching hot um, for the first, like, two days, uh, which was boring. You know, in my mind, I, I, I think the big thing, big takeaway was, like, did, did the owners actually follow the rules? Is that, is that kind of the takeaway we have yeah, to have from this? I was so confused, like, when the lockout ended. I thought it was going to be, like that and i was like oh shit you know they have to wait till seven six or seven o'clock for the for it to be uh ratified by the owners and then once that once that 
six or seven o'clock hits, boom, everyone. But it's kind of been a letdown. I mean, in terms of the whole MLB, the only, correct me if I'm wrong, but the biggest transaction has probably been the Matt Olson trade. I think Matt Olson is the one. And the Donaldson um, one, but he's so irrelevant. So, so let's just dive in. We've got Matt Olson. Okay. Matt, so let's break this down. The Braves trade a ton of prospects who they had for Matt Olson. And then the Braves turn and re-extend Matt Olson and extend Matt Olson to eight years. What was it? Three, one, how many hundred something? Uh 180, I think. 184, wow. if I remember correctly. So first off, before I dive into this, uh, I am of the mentality that every time the Braves make someone sign a contract or offer someone a contract, they are holding a nine millimeter to their head when they are signing that contract. Cause that is such a bad deal for Maddles. <laughs> Eight year, 168. That is such a bad deal for Maddles. That's if that's I'm Matt Olson big- and I see all these other guys getting eight year, 200, 300, and I'm getting 160. I mean, look at the Albies deal. Look at the Acuna deal. There is no way that the Braves are not holding these men at gunpoint when they sign this. Like that, they, they have to be armed. That's preposterous. Um, so with this, the Braves obviously unload some of their prospects who um, aren't as, as near to the league as they need or aren't as close to being major league ready as what they want. Which is good for the A's. No, it's good for the A's. It sucks for both fan bases, though. Here's why. For me, if I this reminds me of uh, so say I'm a Braves fan. First off, by getting Matt Olson, you just say, "Yeah, we're done with Freddie. We're done with the franchise guy, uh, the the heart of Atlanta. You know, we're done with Freddie Freeman." Which sucks. It's always hard moving on from your guy. But not only did they do that, they, they put it in, they put the knife in, and then they twisted it today by signing the eight-year deal. Because they just said to everyone, it's not that we didn't want to pay Freddie Freeman, or it's not that we couldn't pay Freddie Freeman. It's that we didn't really want to, you know? Oh, well, we wanted to move on from Freddie Freeman. Who's that guy, you know? Okay, put it. I want to put it into context, like the situation that this is. Think about, like, Freddie Freeman is an all-time brave, all-time like Braves player. All like Matt yes. Rushmore of the Braves. I want like any older Braves fans to think about it like this. Imagine if they uh, Chipper Jones. Imagine if they were just like, eh. eh that's my point. Yeah, yeah that, like, that's a hundred percent my that point. To Chipper Jones. Now it's Freddie Freeman. Like, yeah, like my my big thing is so the way I kind of uh, compare it for us as Red Sox fans. It's like if when Mookie uh, was was like electing free agency, it's like if instead of signing Mookie, which is not something we did, we spent the amount of money that we could have spent on Mookie on a different outfielder, like a completely different outfielder. That's ridiculous. Like I would be fuming. <laughs> oh, I see your point. I see your point right now. It's like I would hey. be fuming. Because yeah. that is your franchise guy. That is your MVP. Literally your MVP. It's one thing, yeah. It's one thing if one like one side doesn't want to pay, uh, or like one side wants to leave and the other side like wants to pay them. Correct. But now it's like, okay, we don't want we don't want our cornerstone franchise player. Let us go sign another guy. And we 
arguably they could have gotten Freeman f- for maybe not less per year, but they would have signed him maybe to a, a four or five year deal or probably more so a five year deal, which is, I think what do you want? Five or six, five year deal. And then you get him off the books earlier and then you go find your first baseman once Freddie Freeman retires. Yeah, absolutely. Cause he's, he's up there in age now. Genuinely, if I'm a Braves fan, this is a huge slap in my face because you just like it, it is. I mean, I'll say it again. It's like if we just paid the money that we could have paid Mookie to someone else. We didn't do that. Um, well, I mean, if you count the sale extension, but who cares? Um, I mean, it really, the sale extension was kind of inevitable in my eyes. Uh, it felt really inevitable, but it, it, it really it. it I'm still not over Mookie leaving. Don't don't get me wrong. Uh, that was ridiculous. No, I don't uh, think Red Sox fans will ever be. No, yeah. And um, so maybe that's why every time I see something like this happen, it just kind of hurts a little more. Mm-hmm. Um, here's the other. Here's the thing for Braves fans that can give them comfort. Although you are losing Freddie Freeman, MVP, franchise player, all these wonderful things, great teammate, leader, whatever. You are getting a young Matt. Matt Olson is still pretty young, a younger first baseman with a lot of upside, an incredible power bat, an amazing fielder. Like Matt Olson is a great player. He is an outstanding player. And he is so he is his best years are a hundred percent ahead of him, especially now with this Braves lineup. Like, like that is the one comforting fact. If you're a Braves fan that like, it's not like you just lost everything. Like you're still gonna be okay. You're gonna be fine. No, okay. Karen- no offense. I don't. I want to throw. I, I don't want to throw shade on Bobby Dalback, but like, it'd be one thing if the Braves were like, "All right, we're gonna go pay Bobby Dalback to come in here." Yeah. And like that's different. This is you're getting, you're getting a very good quality like first if, baseman. Yeah. It's like if they signed Dan Vogel back, who, by the way, the Patri- or the not the Patriots, the Pirates signed for, I think, a million dollars today. Uh, so pirates making moves with, uh, basically their entire cap space. If I'm an A's fan though, I'm, I'm probably not, uh, I'm not eating for like a week. That was brutal. Cause you just, I, for, it's always been rough for A's fans. Every time a contract is up, cause you get gutted, you lose your guys and you just, you're never good. And I, I mean, feel so whole, bad. There's a, whole, there's, a whole, there's a whole movie on that. I know. And I feel so <laughs> bad for them. Because I, I really do. Because you know what they got? They got some good prospects who are probably going to touch the show in the next two years. And when those prospects need more money, they're going to get gutted again. Yeah. And it's just the really painful cycle of being an A's fan. And the I just... A's, I, it, <sighs> the A's have, like, a small window, right? It's you draft a player who you hope is good. Or you draft a couple, like a couple of classes. You draft a couple of classes. You hope they're good. And then you get them to the big leagues and you have about six years until they reach arbitration to do anything with those, with those uh, players. Yeah. And I mean, it, I think when I really think about it, like the most brutal aspect is that it's not just Olsen. It's really not just Olsen. And it's not just back in the day when this happened with Damon and Giambi and everything. One of the more notable guys, this is like kind of off track a little Blake Trinan. One of the nastiest relievers in all of major league. No, he's a Dodger. Uh, 
He oh, was an was A. He, he was yes. A. Okay, he yeah. was an A. One of the nastiest relievers in all of Major League Baseball right now with the grossest sinker I've ever seen. 102 miles an hour, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, it literally just cuts completely across. It's probably the best. And it's filth. It's filth. Well, no, DeGrom's four Siemens. Uh, um, yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, like, you just... And then they get gutted for him. Like, he was never originally that great. And then he got really great. And then they had to sell him, or they lost him. I just... I couldn't be an A's fan. I think that that would just put my... It would be like if the 2016, 2015 Red Sox were just, like, my life. You know what I mean? Wait, just terrible. Just terrible, terrible things. Uh, Sorry, I had to let the dog out. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Let's. Uh, we'll we'll keep on the topic of Freddie Freeman because I saw an interesting tweet today, but then I I saw more tweets like regarding it and like thought about it a little bit. The Red Sox are now in on the conversation for Freddie Freeman. I don't. What my after reading up on it a little bit and reading some other people's opinions, I think that they're not going to actually get Freeman. They're not going to do anything. I think it's more so like a, a a way for other teams, especially like the Blue Jays, to just keep racking up the price. It's more of like a negotiation tactic. I'm okay with uh, not getting Freddie Freeman. Obviously, I, I, I uh, obviously I would like Freddie Freeman to be a Red Sox player if that's in our budget. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with not having him, though, because if we can get – Shorber, or if we can get Cassis up quick, if we can get any other corner guy for cheaper, because Freeman's old, man. Like, how much are we gonna? I don't want. I don't want Freddie Freeman to retire in a Red Sox jersey. No, I don't want. I don't understand like the logic behind it. Well, I mean, I do. He's an outstanding. (laughs) He's he's arguably one of the best hitters in baseball. He is one hundred percent. But at the same time, it's like we have a generational player who will be in the MLB. In the matter, if not April, definitely probably May, because now with there's no really any like rules on like you can't like manipulate service time anymore with the new CBA. I don't Correct. know the details. I'll have to read up on it, but you can't do that anymore. So Cassis is inevitable. You still have Dalvek. I guess you throw him on the bench. I saw things like if Freeman came, like he would he could play first base and or no Cassis could play first base and then next year he could play he could be the DH because JD his contract's up. However, JD has expressed interest in wanting to stay in Boston for the rest of his career. Correct. And I saw that and I kind of I, I kind of got upset a little bit because I was like, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna keep him forever. And it's like, like how you don't want I, that? I'm fine with letting him go. I really am. Okay. I am fine, fine with letting JD Martinez go. I'm fine with letting him go too, but I would rather keep him. I'm very neutral on this. I'm very neutral on whether we keep him or don't. Because to me, like, let me just pull up his last year. Because for me, uh, he didn't like, he didn't blow my mind last year. He had, he hit 286 with 28 dongs, which is like, for him, that's like an average year. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. like, he, like, this is obviously, if we're comparing every year, to uh 18 where he was like the best player to walk the face of the earth you know 43 dongs that year but never forget in toronto i believe it was was it toronto um was it toronto (sighs) 
I'm trying to find. Uh, oh, 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 oh. In, in 2017, though, on Detroit and Arizona, in the 2017 season, he hit for 45 dongs that year. Like 2017, 2018, he he kind of hit his career peak. And obviously, I would love it if he peaked again this year. But don't, don't, like, don't get I me wrong. I think he can too. And that's where I'm kind of out on that because he's he's a little bit on the older side now. So I'm not out on JD Martinez. 30, 32, 33. Yeah, yeah, I think that's it. Let me see. Um, I just had the window up. It's uh he is where is his birthday? What the hell? You got baseball reference? Yeah, I've got reference. Right Why to, is this right to the right of the picture? It doesn't have oh, there it is. Yeah, he's 34. So I mean okay. he he's he's older. And that's like my thing is I really it's not that I don't like JD. It's not that I I wouldn't be like I wouldn't be upset if he retired a Red Sox player. But I'm also not like clamoring to pay him. You know what I'm, I mean? I am incredibly thankful for what JD has done. I mean, think about it. We had 2017, which was kind of a gap year, but to go from David Ortiz as your DH to skip to 2018 and have JD Martinez as your DH, that is I mean, obviously, you can't get to Ortiz. No one will ever be. Yeah, I was about I, to say I, if we're gonna, I, there are there are not a lot of people that would that I would have rather had in that spot to take over for him. Based on what, he, I mean, think about it: the amount of upside that he brought in 2018, leading to a World Series. Yeah, yeah. I, again, I'm not saying he's like a bad player by any means, but he's definitely not someone I'm clamoring to pay. And I don't know how much money he's willing to take or not take for this. Um. But, you know, with that in mind, we are in a state as a team that it's like I'm completely fine with letting him go because we have so much up-and-coming talent, and I'm so excited to see what's going on. We have so much up-and-coming talent, and, oh, my God, we're going to have so – I'm kind of scared because this year will be good, but next year we have so much money coming off the books, and there's the free agent class is horrible. Like not good at all. Like I, I don't even know who the best player. Is. I, I honestly, considering Bogarts is gonna probably opt out, he's probably gonna be the best free agent. Yeah. Um, which okay, let's let me talk about that too because I actually just wrote a piece on this today that'll be getting published in about twenty five minutes, uh, about Xander Bogarts. So there was a lot of reports pre lockout that he would move positions. He would move to second base. For someone to come take over at shortstop mm. he came out this morning and said that he is a shortstop and that Correct. he doesn't know why people would think that i i don't like that i i think that he's he is the longest tenured player on this team he's won two rings with the team he's basically a captain figure a leader figure of sorts him and like sale are probably the two biggest leaders on the team he needs to step up and like and if, if someone can come in and take over that position that's going to help the team ultimately win another World Series, he needs to be willing to do that. He is statistically a horrible shortstop. He had a he, – he is a – Xander? Yes, he has a .3 defensive war, which is one of the worst amongst all players. Yeah. I, what dude, are you I, saying? I did. I looked at the statistics today when I was doing this article. Whoa, 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 whoa. Believe me, Slow believe me. I, I don't want to think it, but statistically speaking, no, Xander is not no 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 no. He is a good shortstop, but defensively, 
You could argue he's the best shortstop in baseball, Chris. All around, all around. But like, yes, yes. Stat. I'm saying hitting and everything. Yes, but stats don't lie. He's not a great fielder. Do you know who take, who who's better, Trevor Story? Like who's take better? Take a wild guess as to who the best. I'm not saying the best short defensive short. Best defensive shortstop. No, the best defensive player. Who do you think it is? Oh. Uh, I, I I don't think you'll get it. They are a shortstop. It's not Tatis. God, it's not. Sucks too. It's not that he sucks. He just overextends he's just, himself. I think he's a, his hitting takes him a long way. And I think uh, is it Trey Turner? Mm-hmm. No. Um. All right. Final guess then. Shit. Best shortstop defensively. Are they good? Are they a good hitter? AL or NL? AL. AL. Uh, well, good. actually, I'll give it a uh, AL team last year. Well, it's not Javi Baez. Um, Carlos Correa? Carlos yeah, it's Correa. Correa okay. is statistically not the best shortstop. He's statistically the best defensive player in the MLB. I can live with Xander's defense, though. But Xander's defense combined with his hitting, if you look at other yes. shortstops like Tatis, if you Tatis obviously makes a lot of errors and is a monster hitter. But in the discussion for best shortstops in baseball, it's like Correa, Tatis, Bogarts. Not in that order. It normally when one is hot, like it, it is Correa and Bogarts. Those are yes. the two best shortstops in baseball. Yes, I, I agree with you that I I'm not even gonna say settle because that's an understatement. Like I'd be happy with Bogarts at shortstop. What my point is, is that he should understand that what's on the line is success for the team. And if that means moving over to second. So are you saying Bogart should either move to second or kick rocks? No. no okay. No, no, no. Just I'm checking. It, in the correct, in the, in the correct situation, he should be willing. I'm not saying like next year we're going to have fucking Joe Schmo come play shortstop and you're going to second base. I'm saying. I I don't know how if I'd want Correa and Story or not. I don't know if I'd want them there, like in Boston. But if the chance came up, if they were the were to take if they were to come to Boston, Bogart should be willing to move to second. He's because both of them are statistically better defensive shortstops. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with like Xander needs to get the hell out. No, I love Xander. Hmm. He's probably my favorite player on the team. I just want him to like. Take basically my point in the blog was to take one for the team. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, in my mind, he is uh so senior mm-hmm. in in his franchise uh relevance that he can do whatever the hell he wants. Uh yeah, he right. can he can play wherever the hell he wants. If he wants short, if he wants short, he's sure as fuck earned it. Yeah, uh, I mean, in terms of in terms of like status, he's he deserves more than anything. He deserves more than anything to have his say. Correct. I mean, think about it. It sounds fucking weird to say this, and like, it makes me start to think that like you like we're growing up. He's almost going to be in the league for ten. Twenty twenty three will be ten years. Mm-hmm. Which, for a really good player, that's halfway. Like he's halfway there. Like halfway done. That's crazy. I feel like just Correct. yesterday, 
we have like a funny joke in my family because in 2013 when we uh won the world series um my dad and i went to the parade and what was i don't even know how old he was like 22 year old 21 year old xander bogarts was up on the duck boats and my dad got a video of me like in my 11 year old voice screaming xander it's fucking hilarious but yeah for me for me personally it is uh so so unimaginable to to have anyone else at shortstop nevertheless anyone else hitting instead of xander bogarts i i i don't want to ever move on from him unless it's with Carlos Correa. Um, and I say that as someone who really doesn't love the Astros, but he, he is the Correa is legitimately the only person we should ever accept as a replacement. And if Correa is to come to Boston, he should play second. I have no problem with him moving to second because he is not. Uh, the Reds. Yeah, I, I agree. I do agree. I think I, if, if Correa, listen, Correa is a douchebag. Always will be. If he came to Boston, I'd be. I guess I'd be happy. I mean, I don't know if I'd agree with it, but I'd be happy with it because I mean, he's gonna make the team better. He's not going to make the team worse. That's for sure. But mm. his ego is so big, he will never move. To, he wouldn't move to second. Mm. Let's dive into some more transactions here. We got Josh Donaldson and uh, Kiner Falefa. If that's how you say his name, to the Yankees. Yeah. Or the one and only Gary fucking Sanchez. Gary and Gio Gio Urshela is probably the more notable player in that trade. I wouldn't say so. I wouldn't say so. I would say Gary is, I would say, but Gary has been the staple of he. It's like when you look at the power bats in the Yankees lineup, it's been like, yeah, you know, you got judge, you got, you got a Stanton, and you also have Gary Sanchez who will hit the shit out of the ball whenever he's up there. So for me, it is Gary Sanchez was the focal point. He was a Yankee, man. You know, he he was a very trending Yankee. He was he was one of the top notable Yankees. Um, but you know, I think that he will do just as well in Minnesota, which is uh oh, frozen Larkin. Oh shit. Oh shit. Uh oh. All right, we apologize for the for the little delay uh larkin lives in uh in florida and florida you know gets gets his fair share of thunderstorms so we got a hell of a lot of rain coming down and uh i don't know where my internet decided to exit the picture anyway <laughs> as i was saying 20 minutes later here we are picking back up donaldson kind of falafa yankees gary sanchez now a twin so sanchez being a twin as i was saying uh I think he's still going to stink, but I think that the twins, um, it, it was weird seeing Kiner Falefa get moved originally to the twins just for the twins to move him again. And mm-hmm. I honestly, initially, when I saw, when I saw that trade, I thought that it was going to be, I thought the Yankees were going to move Donaldson 
They're going to hold on to Kyra Falefa and then move Donaldson again. Because my initial thought was how the hell is Donaldson Garrett Cole going to share a room? And uh, I've, I saw his presser today. It seems that they've already brainwashed him into being a Yankee. Cause he's, he's like, I'm not going to talk about that. You know, we're just here to focus on winning uh, whatever. Uh, in my mind, um, Donaldson is not shown me a lot over his last few years. He's been a good enough hitter, but he's not the same Josh Donaldson that everyone got to know and love from Toronto. Uh, definitely not the Braves, Josh Donaldson. Um, I'm completely, I love Josh Donaldson, you know, bring her rain, but I, I don't think he fits in the Bronx. I don't think he's a Yankee. I when I think Josh Allen, the last thing I think is the Yankees. Um, I think he's going to be trouble. I think he'll be trouble, but he'll definitely be down there in the lineup for the Yankees. Seven, eight, nine guy for sure. Um, it is interesting to see uh, that now the Yankees catcher is officially Hagashi ha, ha, Hagashioka. Hagashioka, that oh, guy. Hagashioka, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that guy. Uh, it is interesting to see that they, the Yankees have officially moved on from Gary Sanchez, though. And uh, Carabas had a tweet that I really, really liked, and I, I absolutely love it. Now that Sanchez is not a Yankee, I think all Yankees fans need to come out and just say how fucking horrible he was and stop. Like, you can stop defending him tooth and nail, guys. It's over. The Sanchez era is over. We can stop defending him. Just admit that he's fucking horrible. Because he is. He's fat. He's so fat. And he's so bad defensively. And hitting, he's so streaky. It's just, it's very satisfying to see it. We can finally all admit that. Connor Falefa, I think, is going to have a good career with the Yankees. Connor Falefa, I hate to say this because I hate the Yankees more than anything, but Connor Falefa was a good, he's going to be so good. That was. That was a solid. He is good at baseball. I, everyone, everyone keeps talking about the uh, how the Yankees got Donaldson. No, it's not about the Yankees getting Donaldson. It's about the Yankees getting Kiner Falefa. A hundred percent. If we look back to the Twins, though, the Twins have been making a lot of moves that uh, make the Central interesting. Um, I think that the Central is not going to be like who. This was a good point brought up by one of my friends. It's that whoever wins the Central would get swept by like the number three seed in the East in a divisional round but four seed probably the number four seed too yeah yeah exactly but who are who are they the guardians the royals the al central yeah guardians royals twins white Sox, white Sox, and who else uh it's not the a's a's are al west guardians royals are there no royals rangers are al west with houston and the a's um, I love how we act like we aren't in front of computers sometimes. AL Central. Oh, Tigers. So, yeah, like oh, the Tigers. Yeah. yeah, the Tigers are another team in that division that have made like big moves this season where it's like, okay, I'm going to watch. And the White Sox are just the White Sox, you know? So I think that division is going to be exciting, but it's not going to be exciting in the grand scheme of things. It's going to be an exciting divisional race, but it's yeah. not. none of those teams are, are going to be contenders. No, 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 no. Um, I think the Rangers still give them two or three years. They'll be dangerous. Mm-hmm. Let lighter develop. Um, what what other moves happened outside of those? Matt, what's uh, his name? Matt Strom. To the Red oh, Sox. we got Strom. Jake, uh, we got Deekman. I'm really high on 
on Deekman. Really high on Deekman. He's a damn good reliever. I, I'm um, not familiar with either of them, so Deekman is Deekman is solid. Um, he so in he's I mean obviously it's another like Oakman guy where it's like e, um, but last so he is 34 right now, um, in 60 so last year wasn't really good for him. He's a career 370 RA guy, um, who averages around like 40 innings a year, so to speak, 40 50 innings. But with that in mind, he he is um, he's an inning eater, and that's kind of what we need in the pen right now. He's eating it in, inning eaters, just guys who will show up and not really blow games. Um, have we re-signed? Does anyone know? I'm saying anyone, but anyone know what we did with Hansel Robles yet? Because I don't want that guy back. I saw a tweet, but I forget. We should fire Robles into the sun. Tired of that guy. Hansel Robles wasn't that bad. Yeah, I can. I'm good without. I, I'm honestly, I'm okay on heart attack relievers. I think I can take a break from heart attack relievers. Let's see. He you know, a, with the Sox, he had a three six in 27 games. Uh, force with 25 innings pitched. That's not terrible. I mean, there's definitely a lot better options. And I feel like we've upgraded, so he doesn't really have much of a place anymore. But he, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not in the Hansel Robles hate club. Oh, I am. I am. I think he should be fired into the sun. <laughs> um, going back to that trade with or the signing with Deekman and Strom, whatever. Strom, um, he has some health issues. He didn't really show up in 2020 or 21. The one year where he had 46 games, he had a 4.70 RA. Uh, not great. He had 114 innings that year. Um, he started 16 games that year. So I'm honestly with Strom. I think we should treat it as a blank, a blank slate. He's 29 coming off of two years where he really didn't do anything. And honestly, knowing the Red Sox pitching staff, knowing uh, the coaching staff and the management, it's probably some really deep. De- he's probably like a freak of nature deep down. And now that he's in Boston, he's going to be great. Um, it's one of those underground things where it's like, I'm excited to see what happens with it. Um, can I, can I make a, I just need to make this point right now. Unrelated, but uh, I just scrolled by a tweet. Uh, Red Sox Cora on Bogarts. Uh, he was my shortstop in the world series. He was my shortstop in the wild card game. I bet there's a lot of managers out there. If you tell them who you want in a big game playing shortstop, they'll say Xander. And I feel the same way. So I guess yeah. that, I guess that clears clears things up. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I um another big another thing I saw some number changes. JBJ takes back 19, Sawamura gets bumped down to 18. Uh Rich Hill's taken 44. Um completely fine with that. One thing I wanted to get to is the non Well, first off, the the one thing I want to get to is the MLB's power rankings that came out like 3 Ooh. days ago. Oh my fucking god! They were horrible. How many years? How long is it going to take for the MLB to realize that the Yankees are not good? I mean, I, I seriously, I, it it really was brutal. So if you haven't, if if any of our kind listeners at home have not li- heard them, they have the Dodgers at one, the White Sox at two, the Rays at three, 
the Yankees at four, the Mets at five, the Blue Jays at six, the Braves at seven, Astros at eight, number nine is the Giants, 10 Padres, 11 Brewers. Now, number 12, finally, you have your Boston Red Sox. And that's preposterous. The eliminated in six games, Boston Red Sox did not break ALCS. the top 10. Uh, yeah, eliminated in six games did not break the top 10. Are you are you kidding me? We're putting the White Sox at two? At two? Come on, man. They lost okay. Rodon. Let's on MLB's post, Andrew Larkin comments. I mean, we're really gonna leave the Red Sox off this list, even though they finished in the ALCS. LOL. I also they have are a buddy. They are a top buddy. four team. I have another buddy who comments. So Sox go to the ALCS, taking out the Rays and Yankees in a rebuild year, and they're not in the top 10. Go back into the lockout and try again. <laughs> like, that was ridiculous. Dodgers are always going to get – the MLB is always going to be high on the Dodgers. Not they're always going to be high on the Rays. This is not – this is also, like – I can't even also words. This is not – this is just not even right, not even just for the Red Sox. The Giants are not number nine. The Padres, the Red Sox are a hell of a lot better than the Padres. Did the Padres even have a winning record last year? Yes, but barely, they, I think. The reigning I World think they, Series champion. They Braves. did. I think they did last year, but they were like, they didn't make the playoffs. And that's why they fired the manager. Um, last year. Oh, actually, they had, they did not have a winning record. Wow. I thought that they did. What a terrible team. The only NL West I, is awful. The only thing I agree here is that the Dodgers are probably the number one team. I can live with that. I, I can live with that. And listen, um, it should be it should be Dodgers Giants. They are so similar. The Blue Jays being uh six isn't terrible if the teams in front of them weren't three or two other ALE teams. And the Mets. The Mets are not a five team. I know that they have DeGrom. They have Scherzer. DeGrom's opting out. Um, by the way, not a big deal. Um, the Mets need to prove. I, I don't know what it is with journalists seeing the Mets roster every year before they actually play baseball games and being like, they're going to be the best in the world because there's so many times that they've said that and they've just stunk. Like they are, they, they do the Mets year. thing. Yeah, they do the Mets thing where they stink at baseball. And I, I, I don't know how many more seasons it's going to take for journalists to finally catch on to the fact that they're just not good at baseball. Listen, the Astros, um, if they don't get Correa back, they're definitely not the eight seed. Uh, yeah. They, the Braves are still the Braves are still very good, which I, I'm fine with the Braves good. with where they're at. Um, Listen, me too. I think that the, actually seven's probably good for the Braves. The Red Sox, the Red Sox should be – I could see the argument for them not being higher – um, than the Rays, but there is no, no excuse for them to be below the Yankees. Absolutely Correct. zero. Correct. I don't, or the Blue Jays. Listen, when was the, like, God, like. Blue Jays were in a playoff team and they lost Robbie Ray and they lost uh, Marcus Simeon. They did get Kevin Gosman, which is huge. And they are in the discussion for Freddie Freeman. Uh, but I don't think the Blue Jays are a and top And they got Kikuchi. I like that signing a lot. I wish we got Kikuchi. Um, even though he's older, Tommy John survivor, good signing. They signed him for cheap. Uh, Rodon got signed for cheap as well. 
which is good because he hasn't shown sustainability uh, long term. When he's on, he is on. He's arguably one of the best pitchers in baseball when he's on. But he doesn't. He he hasn't shown sustainability in terms of his health, and that's probably you know that's not probably that is the biggest thing that is. It's needed. a gamble. Yeah, and so the deal that he got in San Francisco was definitely a uh, stay healthy, we'll pay you more, and I'm fine with that. I think it was a good deal. Um, moving on from those terrible, terrible, terrible power rankings, um, some things I'm noticing from camp right now. So the non-roster uh, invitees um, have come out, and it is <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> we have some notables. We'll we'll just go into the notables. We have Zach Kelly, close personal friend. Love that guy. Zach Kelly. Uh, we have oh, Caleb wait, Ort. Guy, is he the guy that follows us? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I like that guy. Yes. Zach Kelly is non roster invitee. Uh, he's going to kill it. That guy, um, that guy hit his stride last year in a huge way. Uh, you know, he got bumped up to triple a continued dominating up there. It was towards more towards the end of the season though. And, um, he comes from the angel. He's had a crazy, crazy story of his career. Um, I recommend listening to the episode of the minor league take with Brad case, uh, the episode that he interviewed on, uh, what a wild story that that guy has. Let's get, let's um, get Zach Kelly on the program. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll shoot him a we, DM. We probably should have done that like a month ago when he wasn't in Fort Myers. Um, yeah, but, but you, you know, know now that sure. we're here, yeah, we'll, we'll see what we can do. We'll reach I'll out. Say, I'll shoot him a DM. Yeah. Whenever you get the chance, you know, we'll probably clip this part and, and just throw <laughs> it up there. Uh, <laughs> Caleb Ort though. Also another notable guy on that list. Um, again, Durbin Feltman, Dalton, uh, Dalton Furbush, Dalton Furbush. So Feltman, uh, his second year was in his second year this past season in double a, I believe his second. And then he finally, he finished the year in triple a, um, he had a great year, you know, he had a great year, showed a lot of great upside. Um, in terms of catchers, we have Cole Cottom. Uh, he spent most of the time in trips which I don't have a problem with. Cole's a great guy. Good header. Uh, so for the infielders, let's just, this is the part that everyone really cares about. No offense to the pitchers. Love you guys. Roldani Baldwin, who we re-signed to a minor league contract this past season, Dominican Republic player, uh, silver medalist or bronze medalist. I can't remember. Um, went to the Olympics, tore it up this entire season. Got called up to AAA towards the end of the year. He, he is going to be a major league catcher for the Red Sox someday. Or not catcher. Well, he is a catcher, but... Um, in minor leagues, he's a catcher. So he is going to be a major league player though. Someday, uh, Tristan Cassis, obviously makes sense. Just, I, I, I'm very excited to see Cassis hit major league pitches. You know, if, if he's going to be facing major league pitchers, I assume this, uh, this, this spring training, it's going to be really fun to see what he does because this will be a really good, uh, litmus test for where he's at, so to speak. Um, Ryan Fitzgerald. Uh, not there, there's obviously, uh, so I'm not going to go through every name on here, but I'm going to go through the notables. Um, Ryan Fitzgerald, uh, is a non, he, he was in double a for most of the year, got called up to triple a towards the end of the year. Cause he just kept killing the ball. Uh, he went up and down, I think twice, uh, and then finished the year in Worcester. Very, very strong prospect coming up. 
Yomer Sanchez, though. Yomer Sanchez, 29 years old. Obviously, I would like to think we know him from his White Sox days. He is a non-roster invitee because we have picked him up in case no one else knew that. Uh, he has a career average of 245. Kind of like a uh, second stint type deal right now, I think. Second stint, second try. Completely fine with it. You know, really willing to see where this goes. Switch hitter. In the outfield, we have Franchi Cordero. Franchi Cordero, goodness. Rob Refsnyder and Kristen Stewart. Uh, Franchi is a very, uh, how do I say this? Franchi is someone that I've been wanting to see where he goes for a while. You know, his progress has not been linear um, for sure, but I'm excited to see how he does. Right now, some notable names on the 40 man that um, I didn't expect to see on there. We got Winkowski, the guy who got into a brawl over the fall league with the Pirates catcher. That was fun. Uh, who, who wasn't that the brother of some famous athlete? I don't remember. Um, also on the 40 man, we have uh, Jeter Downs. Hope to see him up this year, finally. Uh, Hudson Potts spent most of the year in double A. Kills the baseball, though. Um, and in the outfield, obviously, we got uh, Jason Rosario, who is um, he, he was in double A most of the year, too, but he is damn good. Um, and Jaron Duran, outside of the regulars, of course, of Doogie, Kike, JD, and Jackie. I think this year is going to be defining for Jaron Duran. And I will because Duran is going to have to step in for either JD or JBJ in that outfield. It's going to be a Duran. JD. Yes. He's not going to play the outfield. Yeah, that's my point. It's like he's going to have to step in for JD. Because unless we are like comfortable with leaving JD in left field and saying, don't fuck up, uh, you know, it's going to be. Kike, Doogie, and JBJ. But here's my point. JBJ hasn't proven that he's a good hitter. Duran has. <laughs> he has proven he's a good hitter. He is also a great outfielder. Now, with that being said, if we don't, if, if we really ultimately don't play JD at all this year, and it's just them three of, of JBJ, Kike, and Doogie, I don't want JBJ out there every day. And I've never wanted JBJ out there every day. He stinks at the plate. And if he gets hot again, that's awesome. He hasn't gotten hot since 2018 for like a month. In the playoffs, though, which was nice. but Yeah, that too. But like there was like a month in the regular season where he was like a great hitter, and that was it. He's always been a great fueler. But I want – that's why I'm saying like this is a defining year for Duran because if he can show – that he is the future of the Red Sox outfield, I'm all on board with that trade. All on board. Because Duran, unlike Kike and Doogie, who came from L.A., Duran is a homegrown prospect. You know, he is our homegrown prospect. We've seen him up through the minors. And it would make me feel good about our development system if I could see him sprout into a everyday starter. And, you know, he got that chance uh, last season here and there. But really, I think this year is what's going to define. And I think he knows that. I'd like to think that he's aware that this is his year to take advantage of. Um, obviously, in the, in the infield, we have the regulars of Devers, Dahlbeck, Bogarts, and Arroyo. Holy the question shit. is, what? 
Okay, so I was just going to make a point on Nick York. Yeah. And like how best hitter in the system. Yeah, and I was going to make a point like I know he's young, but we're looking for that second base spot. So what's the maybe give it a try? I know like he's wicked young, but you never know. You just give it a try and see what happens. I just looked at his fucking birthday. Yeah, he's our age. April 2nd, 2002. I was born yeah. April 3rd, 2002. That that's fucking weird. September 21st, 2002. What the? So that that is a just real quick sidetrack about that. That is one thing I realized this past season. Uh, so in 2019, I was like 16, right? 16, 17, working for the team, and uh, meeting players is always like, you know, I'm a little shit stained kid, and they're uh, like grown ass men. And now that you know, this past year, I was a visiting clubby, like full, like my own, not my own boss, but I was a full on manager, you know, this past year, and I was meeting more and more players. I was like, yeah, you know, I'm. I'm 18. I'm a, you know, I, I'm a year out of high school now, you know, um, whatever. And I was talking to them and like, like when I first met Simeon Woods Richardson and we like became to be good friends, it didn't hit me that it was because we were literally like two years apart in age, like a year well, apart. It's funny, in age. Too. it's funny too, because like, while we may be the same age, these, these motherfuckers, these guys make millions of dollars and play well, professional and, baseball and they're fucking grown at like, they look like grown. Yeah. They are grown ass men. Yeah. Like so, I'm five foot nine. He's like six foot four and he can gas 94 <laughs> with ease. And he has a disgusting curveball. Uh, that always. Now, if that thought gets you about like the professional players, just wait until you like, for me, I had that same thing happen about like, like I've been calling games for TCC lately and um, Tallahassee Community College, by the way. Uh, and I've been watching a lot of FSU baseball. Oh, my God. These are kids that, like, walk around the, like, the town with me, like with, and I don't even know it, and they're fucking nailing 450-foot homers or they're throwing 96 miles an hour. Like, it's nothing. It's like, this, this is the same. Like, we are the same age. Or they're younger than me. Like, when they're younger than me, that's what really gets in my head. But... You know, that's a very long psychological discussion about how uh, other people's success at your age affects you. <laughs> for real, dude, for real. Uh, let's see. Everyone's oh. got different gifts. Yeah. Uh, let's. I, I kind of want to talk about it. So right now I'm sprouting a little goatee, you know. You know, it's getting. Oh, there. yeah, I, I didn't shave for five days. Yeah, it's getting there. You know, this is this is the peak of my facial hair but speaking of facial hair alex fucking cora oh my god god damn savage he looks unreal i love it that is my fucking manager dude yeah he he legit looks unreal right now i i'm cora with the beard is huge oh yeah it it is such a power move Mm -hmm. like literally the biggest power move of them all uh i don't think I don't think people really understand that this means that he is so far into his bag right now. Like, like the league needs to really be on standby for what's about to happen this year. Yeah. I, okay. Hold on. Let me, let me just figure out. Let me look at this. Uh, shit. Hold on. I'm, I'm curious to see. So I, Damn it. I requested to follow Cora's daughter on Instagram. Sorry, what? She goes to BC. Uh, Pause. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, I requested to follow her on Instagram, but she has yet to accept it. So if she's listening, then accept it, please. That's wild, man. Oh, my God. 
Yeah. That's <laughs> that's crazy behavior. I love that. I am uh I am so here for whatever's about to happen this next few days with with not only transactions but also spring training. I think who do we play on Thursday? I think it's the Orioles. Maybe I don't really care. I don't really watch um, spring training. Oh. Oh. So today we were supposed to play the Twins, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, got canceled, obviously. Um, our first game is Thursday at 105 versus the Twins as scheduled. Then Friday, we have the Rays. Saturday, the Twins. Sunday, the Orioles. And then Monday, we just have games after games after games. Legitimately, we have... I don't think we have one day off from playing a baseball game until uh, until April sixth. Which is the, the Red Sox? The Red Sox are playing a baseball game every day from t- from Thursday to April sixth. But okay, take into consideration they start they start out at Yankee Stadium on April seventh. Spring training ends April sixth. I guarantee every. Every big leaguer is going to be in New York by probably April 3rd or 4th. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like the big leaguers aren't going to be playing. I don't know. But either, okay, but even if the big leaguers aren't going to be playing, I am so here for that. I am so here for an all minor league training camp. But this is the weird thing, right? Now, Now that I think about it, MLB starts April 7th. Is that with the canceled two weeks? April seventh. April seventh is when they start. That's. But did you add in the two canceled weeks? Yeah. Because we canceled yeah. two weeks during the lot. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Like it starts April seventh, right? Okay. The minor league games start. The twelfth. On time. They start the twelfth. Yeah. Pretty sure April twelfth seems. I, I think April twelfth is opening day for New Hampshire. Okay. Never mind then. I thought that they were going to start like the 31st and there is going to be no. like an overlap where there's not even going to be anyone at spring training. No, 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 no. Uh, it should be April 12th. I mean, it depends on the team. Like they might have to push it back, but I'm honestly excited. We get starting Thursday, the Red Sox play a spring training game every day till opening day. Damn, now, I am, I'm sorry, but that is amazing. That is amazing. Oh, man, alive. Oh, man. They're going to get so tired. Shit! <laughs> oh, brother. I I'm sorry, uh, folks. I am very overwhelmed at the thought of Red Sox baseball every single day until April sixth. Wow! Wow! Yeah, That's amazing. Just throw it on my TV. Wow! Wait, wait. So when does it start? When are the games? Thursday. Thursday, Thursday one o'clock, and we have one o'clock games every day till April sixth. Every day. Love that. Oh my God. We are life is good, man. Life is good. Life is good. I get firebomb. My car could get firebombed tomorrow, and I would be okay knowing that we have baseball every day. (laughs) Noted oh man. Firebomb your car. That's incredible. Every Uh, day. Let's I want to end it. I want to end it here on this point here. The mayor of Red Sox Nation, our leader. Jared Carabas. I was wait, yeah, no I was, I was figuring we were gonna talk with about this. I was figuring we we're gonna talk about this. We we are kind of like the section 10 news podcast. 
yeah. On, on, the, yeah, so, on top uh, of being the Red Sox news. If they don't come back, you know, if all you Section 10 fans want to come over and... Oh, well, well yeah. I mean, well, first off, us. you know, we are... Not only are we, like, the Section 10 news podcast, we are also, like... Uh, we, we were kind of waiting for this day, really. Uh, we predicted it. Uh, more importantly, though, you know, Jared has decided to go to DraftKings, according to reports. Uh, no word has been given on Section 10 and or starting nine. Uh, in my opinion, it's really stupid of Dave to let that go, considering Jared's connections in the baseball world. He must I have think in a bag from Sportsbook. I would like to think so. But I, uh, from what it seems like, it seems like Dave didn't even offer him. You know what well, I mean? It I seems like that, there was a clip, right? I'm assuming you saw the same clip as me where he was like, I'm not going to be mad at someone for, for getting more money than what we were going to put up. Yeah. Yeah. So, Dave, I mean, yeah. Dave's always seen, I mean, I say this like I work for him, but I've followed Barstool for about six years now. Um, you know, way, way back. Um, 2016 is when I first started following them. Um, he uh he's never been the only people who he's really enemies with are people who target him or or try to do him wrong and you know him and jared just went separate ways and it is what it is i think that starting nine section 10 if they no longer continue it's a real shame you know coley is probably my favorite person on that podcast um coley is legitimately probably the funniest person at barstool and on that podcast, mm-hmm. um, losing the connections that Jared has through through the MLB and all his player friends sucks for starting nine. Losing Dallas sucks. He's an amazing talent. But here's the other here's the other coin of it. Say DraftKings signs someone with you know signs Dallas or or DraftKings allows a podcast for Jared with Steve again. There's always that I tweeted part. About that. Yeah, there's always that possibility, you know, whatever's about. And also now that Jared's gone from Barstool, a lot more league interest is going to come with his talent. I guarantee you the MLB itself will be actively pursuing content with him because he doesn't work for Barstool Sports anymore. I say that as so mind boggling as to why uh, it's not mind boggling that they that they let him go. Oh, oh no! It's not mind-boggling at all. Their their content is, uh, Barstool's content has shifted away. So I I hate overanalyzing Barstool content because it feels so corny. But it's Barstool's content over the last few years has shifted away from uh like the obviously if not counting the social media thing. If you could completely discount what they do on their main page of Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, whatever, because you'll see them post viral videos all the time. I'm talking more about their individual podcasts and videos and shows and whatever their content hasn't shift has shifted from sports news, so to speak to sports gambling. Mm -hmm. Jared isn't much of a gambler, you know, and and, a DraftKings sports book. Well, DraftKings is trying to shift from gambling to sports. They're trying to take that. They have, they they've hired other Twitter personalities like uh, Brianna Pierre Gabrielle Goody, you know, like, like super fans of the Patriots and Browns and they do their podcast now, like they are shifting away and they still cover gambling, but DraftKings is trying to turn to a gambling slash sports news content site. Barstool is trying to turn into a gambling site, but to be fair, they are also trying to like Dave himself. I, I, 
I don't love Dave Portnoy. I, in fact, despise Dave Portnoy, but I respect him. <laughs> I respect what he's done. I respect that he's a mud person from Swamp Scott, but I fucking hate him. He, uh, <laughs> what Dave started Barstool as was a gambling newspaper. And so, and his, his vision all along was to, as sports gambling became legal and as Barstool grew up with content, that was the vision all along was to do that. And um, so do you think that that's good or bad for Barstool? Do you think that they should? I think this? losing Jared doesn't affect Barstool at all. Like, I think losing Jared genuinely doesn't lose a majority of their fan base. Because the fact about Barstool is if you like Barstool, you like either pardon my take, spit and chiclets, KFC radio, Caller Daddy. or, or, well, Caller Daddy is not with Barstool anymore. Oh, so it's like, not with, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. No, they signed to Spotify for a huge bag. Um, or, you know, you really like the personalities of Dave and Big Cat and PFT, or okay. hear me out here, you hear like me out the here. TikTok show. Hear me out here. You, I, I, I get what you're saying and I completely agree with you. But why would you keep around someone, say, like Hubs? Hubs is an editor. If you're he's, an e- he's an editor. So, yeah, Hubs is a assistant editor-in-chief. And is, head, is yeah. and yeah, and Hubs is also doing, like, he's doing more behind-the-scenes work now. He doesn't, he still blogs about the Yankees, like him, Tommy, and Marty Mush. They still blog about the Yankees. They're still going to do their Yankees podcast, whatever. But that mark, that only exists obviously because starting nine existed and also because there's no reason to fire marty because mush does gambling content you can't fire tommy tommy does editing producing and he's dave's right hand guy and you sure as hell can't fire um hubs because he's an editor you know you can't you can't get rid of those three at all jared really only did starting nine and section 10 yeah, he, and, he did. He did blog for a while, but it seemed like towards yes. the end, like the last couple of years, he didn't blog. He and that's because he, well, obviously, you know, baseball got rocky first off, but he's mm-hmm. talked about a lot. Like he hated living in New York. He hated being in New York City. He he really really suffered during that time mentally. He genuinely just hated everything that was going on when he was. And then COVID hit. And then it was like, okay, yeah, I'm moving home. Like I'm going back to Boston or I'm going back to Saugus and doing that thing. And Coley moved. Coley is the editor in chief from Maine. Like, yeah. like Dave, when he offered Dave to be the editor in chief, when they fired K Marco, I hate that. I know this much about Barstool, but edit Coley. I, I had a lot of time to listen to these interview podcasts with Coley uh, and Jared and all these people behind the blog, KFC radio, whatever. I used to work in a warehouse, so I just did nothing but listen to podcasts all day. Coley moved to Maine, and when the editor-in-chief spot opened up, he was kind of next in line, and Coley was like, yeah, I can do this if I can do it from Maine. And Dave was like, okay. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of Maine pieces of content that have, uh, like the content faces of the camera, have shifted over the years because these people get older and they, you know, they have families now. Jared wants to move on. It is what it is. I hate that we just spent 15 minutes talking about barstool lore. I really do. Um, that sucked. God. You know what? <laughs> Who cares? Good for Jared. Yeah, good for Jared. I mean, I'm still going to follow him. You know, a lot of people are still going to follow him. He's an electric personality, electric voice on baseball. Dallas is too. His takes on these, these transactions have been awesome. Um, 
who knows what the fuck Pat's going to do. Uh, I guess keep running his shitty bar and oh. Sam's. He, uh, he, uh, duetted me on TikTok. In case you're wondering. So go look at Pat Light's TikTok and you'll find me right there. No big deal. I did see that. So I would love to make a trip to Hoboken purely to go to Big Sam's. Let's go to Big Sam's. Let's do it together. Jersey <laughs> Street's finest yeah. trip, to, trip to Hoboken. Big Sam's. Well, this has been another week. Can't wait. By the time we talk next week, we will have legit games to talk about. Let that sink in. We will have games at bats, pitching appearances. When we record, there might be a game going on, for God's sake. (laughs) Oh, my God. What a thought. Yep. Wait, what? Correa Freeman. Maybe they'll be. Oh, yeah. Hopefully they'll figure that shit out by next week. Oh, man, what a week it's going to be. Let's go. We're so back. We're so (sighs) back, baby. We'll see you next week. Adios.